You're listening to I Feel For You, a podcast for creative polymaths. I'm Dion, space maker and creative explorer, and I'm so happy that you're here. This is episode 59, and all show notes can be found on my site, dion.space or ifeelforyoupodcast.com. Now, come and join me in the bedroom. Okay, my friends, this is probably a terrible place to sit, hugging the radiator, (laughs) because it's cold outside. So if you hear radiator noises, you know what it is. Okay, so I've snuck off into the bedroom to quickly record this podcast for you, because it's kind of a way of tricking myself into doing the thing. Whenever I take a break from doing something, I find it really hard to justify going back, telling myself all kinds of stories about why what I did was not helpful or useful or purposeful in any way. And I'm really trying to get out of the habit of needing to feel useful all the time. I realise it's something I say a lot. I hope it's useful. I hope it's helpful. And even though I still earnestly from the depths of my soul, believe and think that and want that for people. I want to be of use. I want to be of service. At the same time, I'm trying to embrace doing things just because, not needing to analyse their worth and rank them according to how vital I feel they are and instead just let things be what they are. Um, I guess it's an attempt to be less critical of myself because, you know, this Capricorn rising can be pretty brutal to live with sometimes. So here we are. The podcast is back for now. Let's just see how it goes. Trying it out. Thanks so much to my Patreons for your support and encouragement. And also not just the Patreons, but people who email me, people who've left reviews and who've told me in the street that they've enjoyed listening. It means the world and although I don't want to become dependent on needing to feel a sense of worth externally, it does really help me to feel like I'm not taking up too much space with noise, you know. This could be a deep dive into the chakras but maybe I'll save that for another day. (laughs) It's all energy. Anyway. Today, I wanted to share a piece I wrote about using creativity to overcome a setback. You might have read the blog post, you may have received a piece I wrote about it in my digest that I sent out. When would I have sent it? Maybe it was like October last year. I probably wrote it before then and then sat on it for ages thinking, is it useful? (laughs) Should I share this? But I thought it might be helpful to have it in audio form, perhaps, because I realised that sometimes we don't have time to sit down and read things or maybe we don't have the time that we want to to do that. And so if it's useful to hear on the go, especially if you are kind of in a bit of a tricky situation, (laughs) maybe you're coming back from a time away. So I'm taking my own advice here. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you're just going through something at the moment and you're feeling a bit like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to move forward. Or maybe you're in a a process of healing from something, um, something challenging. And you are looking for ways to explore coming back home. And for me, creativity is the one. There are many things that are great, but many of you know for the last 10 years, so much of my work has been about implementing creativity into 
all things. Um, I see it just as connected to everything. So if you've been to a yoga workshop or event of mine, you've probably experienced that and got quite projecty with me. Um, maybe you have been to our art installation in Brina and any of my other creative workshops. Yeah, anyway, creativity is the one. And so, yeah, this piece talks about a personal experience where I was trying to come back from a challenge. So should we dive in? I felt knocked sideways these last few months. The universe repeatedly swishing me across the chops with a wet flannel, repeating Maya Angelou's words, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I didn't. Instead of listening to my inner voice and all of the very clear, obvious signals from my body, as well as some universal intervention trying to save me from my woes, I instead chose to defy what I knew. By knew, I mean felt. Same, same, right? I've spoken about disappointment in previous podcasts, I'll link you in the show notes, and tried to process as quickly as I possibly could. But it doesn't always happen that way, right? I tried to focus on getting on with it, it being my work outside of creative coaching. And this includes the act of creating, making, putting things out into the world because that's what I feel called to do. But alas, instead of the deep knowing connection to my creativity, much like an old friend with demanding but fulfilling needs, I felt swollen with doubt, disconnected and sad. Grief, to be honest. Because the process kept repeating itself. Let me rephrase. I kept repeating the process. Said process specifically included ignoring my inner voice, ignoring the connection to my guts, my heart, whatever you want to call it. Not only in situations where I seem to keep finding myself abused or taken for granted, attacked and so on, but also in the time afterwards. Not only was I wading into shark-infested waters, accepting things that when centred in my known and felt self I'd never normally stand for, but I was also finding the signs very loudly and clearly shouting danger whilst trying to get me the hell out of situations I stubbornly ignored. Question. How did I know I was in danger? Side note, a visual representation of this answer has me thinking about the moment when Oda May warns Molly, you in danger, girl. And if you're not sure what I'm referring to, please indulge in the film Ghost from 1990 again and talk to me about it because... I have lots of feelings since re-watching it and I would love to hear yours. So if it's been a while, I recommend going back in time. So the question, how did I know that I was in danger? Answer, because in those situations I got myself into, I always felt bad, capitals, like gross. Something didn't sit right. I was uneasy, questioning myself, making that meme face on the regular, you know, the guy who's just kind of squinting and looking to camera and then there's a pause and there's all these kind of question marks like, what the hell? Do you know what I mean? All the feelings, the warnings are always there. Plus, I started having very clear dream nightmares about situations in the times I could actually get to sleep or in times that I couldn't, I'd be up with insomnia. Insomnia, darlings, if you're suffering, I got you, check the show notes. Worrying about the situations and 
sleep for me and everything related to it is a really clear signifier of whether things are A-OK with me or not. Sleep is a gate to our subconscious self. And another side note, sorry, but did you know that I once had a very wild, very surreal, yet accurate AF dream about an ex I was with at the time? The situation in a dream was so utterly farcical and seemingly out of nowhere, it was fantastically, weirdly absurd. And I laughed as I told that ex about this ludicrous dream tale and at the time their face turned so pale, whole body trembling as they shakily asked, how did you know that? The answer was because I'd seen it all, babes. We know and feel when all is not well. Is that a story time for another day? Because that story is wild, I can tell you. And a bit creepy. Lots of those in the back catalogues, babes. I was a spooky youth. Plus, I think all the trauma around it has eased. Does trauma ever really go away? I don't believe so. I think it lives in us. A little, always, it changes us. Hopefully in ways that make us more aware and connected and compassionate with ourselves for going through some really tough stuff. I digress, but I think it's all connected, you know? So back to when you face a setback. If something is off, didn't work out, hurt bad, was yuck, felt difficult, has now left you feeling lacking in luster, possibly livid or just simply sad, how can we bring ourselves back from that? When we experience something that knocks us sideways, it usually challenges our confidence. We might find the stuff that we're used to doing more challenging. It's natural that when we learn something, we shift a little. We make room for the learning moment. So I guess I want to start by speaking to all of you who feel like this setback has made you smaller or more afraid or lacking in some way. Because even if you feel like things are worse or bad or whatever, this is very much still a process. You are in it right now and it's not the end. I understand that might be hard to hear though, because when the inner critic gets loud, it sucks all the air from the room. There can be little alternative voices. So we have to get creative. And for me, creativity helps me to remember who I am, because the process of creativity involves trust. Trusting ourselves to experiment, play, not judge, be brave, put something out there, starting with ourselves. Creativity is allowing other aspects of ourselves to come through. The less thinky, critically, precise, accuracy kind of voice in favour of one that is open to not knowing. Going on a journey of discovery, exploring, observing without attaching meaning. Does that make any sense? So I think creativity can be a really helpful key. And if you've ever embarked on a community event, workshop, retreat, or worked one-to-one with me in any of my creative coaching programs, you'll know I'm into using creative tools to help us to reconnect with ourselves, to discover answers to questions, to get us to show up for ourselves, to practice bravery, compassion, forgive ourselves, open up some space to tune in and listen to what's there. Essentially, using creativity as a tool for listening, deep inner listening. Creativity is also a pleasure practice, which also presses my buttons, and you might have read that gigantic blog post I wrote about that at some point last year. If you haven't, I'll link it for you in the show notes. But most of all, creativity is accessible, and it's a route to freedom. And so, when in the midst of a setback, when all doors seem to be closed, inspiration is lacking, perhaps motivation too, creativity can be a gentle friend to lead us home to ourselves. So... This week, upon realising my confidence has been hit real bad this year, real, real bad, 
I decided to look at my current creativity practices. I realised other than morning pages, which have been a daily staple for over a decade now, my creative practice is often rooted in work somehow, which I'm not complaining about. (laughs) However, I realise there's been very little play at all since I started my own business. So I invoked the play spirits, channeled through some of my favourite muses, including my alter ego, Ethel, who I've spoken about in a previous podcast. I'll link you in the show notes. (laughs) Eartha Kitt too, May Angelou, Mimi Mariah Carey, Björk and Prince. And we all went to work, I mean play, with my creative needs and put aside the guilt in needing to send out my digest. Sorry, it hasn't been so regular of late, but hopefully what's inside it is worth it. And if it's not aligning, always feel free to unsubscribe because, you know, life should be spent giving our time to the things that are meaningful to us. And it's the same with this podcast. I also tried out dressing like a clown, but there's no change there, really. I just amped it up a little. Creativity also involved filling up on making things. This included writing, 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 wailing out of tune, making mixes, reading, dancing like a weary buffoon, dancing like I was in the Pointer Sisters Dare Me video. More on that in the show notes, because of course I made you a playlist for this episode. This was the work in getting over my setback. And of course, it all sort of connected with actual work in some way, which kind of defeats the object of me talking about play. But I hope to reassure you that although it was work, it felt meaningful and aligned and somehow worth sharing. So yeah, what came out of it was something that I made for you, a present. I made this zine, which you may have seen on Instagram, I posted it there, but if not, and if you also didn't receive it in the digest, uh, for anyone who's interested in using creativity to overcome setbacks, I made you a zine, and it's about how to overcome a setback, surprise, unless you're, yeah, of course, on Instagram or received it in the mail. There are some of you out there who are perhaps used to my mood boards uh, on Instagram, on also maybe way back circa 2011 in yoga movement workshop event thingies. You're probably used to my ridiculous unexplained need to do these scenes, but I thought that making this might hopefully be useful to somebody. There it is again, (laughs) being useful. I also made you a podcast episode, which I'm going to link for you in the show notes, which is related and, as mentioned before, a playlist. And I hope that I can remind you that indulging yourself time to connect with your creativity offers you a full circle moment to reconnect with all that you are, which then connects with all that you do. Which leads me to sharing this podcast with you right now. And it's based on many a guffaw and lol cringe excruciating despair moment and personal experience that I've been processing of late in this life. Are we still here breathing? I hope so. Let's take a breath for nothing and get into the nitty gritty playlist and zine and podcast episode, hopefully for your enjoyment, pleasure and use. So thank you so much for listening and for feeling and please feel welcome to share this episode if you feel obliged or maybe hit me up in the show notes, send me a message, leave me a voicemail, let me know what you think because it's always nice to connect with good people. So The podcast mention is podcast episode 49, Comfort for Loneliness. And it's about when you feel out of place, the odd one out, craving connection and community, but feel like you don't belong. So I'll link that for you and I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening.